This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hello everyone and welcome back to episode 65 of a Cleanscape podcast, a Dallas Stars podcast brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. And well, ladies and gentlemen, after a week of Dallas Stars hockey, uh, we end on a high note. We beat the St. Louis Blues and we have completed the round robin portion of the tournament. We are just waiting on uh, really the last games between Toronto and Columbus to determine matchups before we can start the Stanley Cup playoffs next week. I am so freaking excited for the Stanley Cup playoffs to start, but we have a few games to talk about before we get there. I just want to jump right into it. We started off this round robin with an opening game versus the Vegas Golden Knights this past Monday. This one started Ben Bishop versus Robin Lehner, and right off the bat, Chandler Stevenson scores a minute and four seconds into the game. Um, we had this first period was interesting. We had some good chances back and forth. We were exchanging chances. I thought that the Stars actually played quite well in that first period. Uh, we, they couldn't get one past Laner, and Stevenson is able to snipe this one five-hole through a screen on Bishop. The Stars then are able to kill off a couple of penalties, but they go into the first intermission down one nothing. The shots are 8-7 to seven for the Stars. And then they finally break out in the second period, 7 minutes and 50 seconds through the second period. Joe Pavelski takes a turnover by Vegas at their own line. He then goes to look for the cross pass as he drives to the net, and it goes off one of the Vegas defenseman's legs and past Leonard to tie the game at one. Then just 42 seconds later, Jamie Alexiak scores. Como is able to hit him, sort of like the cross-seam pass. He's the trailer, and then he snipes it bar down through a screen. Just an absolute laser beam from Alexiak, and the Stars take a 2-1 lead. Then with just 7 minutes and 18 seconds left, Corey Perry scores his first of the postseason on the power play in the second period. It's Hintz reverses it back to Heiskanen. Heiskanen then takes a shot on net that is expertly deflected down and past Lanner to give the Stars a 3-1 lead. And they played outstanding. Considering how poorly they played in the exhibition games, I saw them come out with these two periods and I was like, this was an entirely new Dallas Stars team. They look incredible. And Tyler Sagan was in this one. And, you know, he was getting some good chances. And the Stars were playing well. And we head to the third period with a 3-1 lead. The shots are 21-17 for the Stars. Unfortunately, in the third period, I started to see the Stars were sitting back a little bit. They were trying to force pucks through the middle of the ice. They were turning them over. And Vegas was starting to get their legs in them. And they were starting to get a good running start about them. And then Mark Stone scores just 9.46 into the third period. It's a tip pass to a streaking Stone who then snipes it blocker side 
past Bishop to bring the Golden Knights within one. Nate Schmidt then scores just a little bit over a minute later. It's a two-on-one pass that is then blocked by the defenseman. Unfortunately, no one is following the trailer, and Schmidt is able to fall in and smash the loose puck home past Bishop to tie the game at three. So now the game is tied, and we've blown a third-period lead, and I was pretty upset because the Stars were built to defend, and if they can't defend, what are they supposed to do? Because we definitely can't rely on our offense. And unfortunately, that's exactly what happens. We're sitting back on our heels, scrambling, trying to figure out what to do. And Will Carrier scores with just 5 minutes and 12 seconds left in the third period. We're getting killed on the cycle by that really heavy Ryan Reeves line. It's a shot from the point that goes wide. And then a really skilled play for him to pull it off of the end boards and put it between his own legs and into the net. William Carlson would score an empty netter to ice the game. And the Stars had officially blown a third period lead and allowed I believe that is four third period goals the stars would finish behind in the shot category with a 33 to 27 the shot finals favoring Vegas these stars go one for one on the power play and two for two on the penalty kill so our special teams were good but that Ben Sagan Gurionov line finished a dash three on the night and we start the round robin tournament down one nothing we then make our way over to the Dallas Stars-Colorado Avalanche game that took place on Wednesday. This one, we saw Anton Hudobin versus Pavel Francouz in net, the battle of the backups. And then, again, an early one. The Avalanche score 3 minutes and 19 seconds into the period. Kale McCarr on the power play, and man... The whole time I'm watching them, McKinnon, Landeskog, Rantanen, Makar, they're just zipping passes around back and forth to each other with such uh, confidence. Like, that is a scary, scary power play. It comes over to McKinnon. He's able to throw it cross seam to Landeskog. He lays it off, and Kale McCarr throws an absolute bomb through bodies and past Hudobin to give the Avalanche the 1 0 lead. The Stars are being dominated, and unfortunately, it seems that whenever they are starting to get their legs back into the game or some rhythm to the game they would take a penalty and the avalanche would throw them for some fits then Jonas Donskoy would score just after the power play expires 431 left in the first period it's a point shot off a lost face-off draw in the offensive zone by the stars and there's a shot on net that is then put home on the rebound by Donskoy the Avs head into the first intermission with a 2-0 lead the shots are 14-13 for the avalanche we go into the second period, and Anton Hudobin is doing anything and everything he can to keep the puck out of the net and keep the Stars in this. Unfortunately, he cannot stop everything, and the Stars aren't able to convert on their really good chances they have in the second. And then Ladislav Nemestikov scores with 2.30 left in the second period. It's a 3v2 down the ice. The defensemen are pushed back by the guy driving the middle. McKinnon is able to take a shot on net and the rebound is then put home by Nemestikov. And now the Avs have a 3-0 lead heading into the third period. The shots are 27-21 for the Avs. Then a minute and 31 seconds into the third period again on the power. Andre Burakovsky scores. It's a really good high cycle from him. He walks off the end boards and then throws a laser through traffic and bar down past Hudobin. The Stars would go on to lose this one 4-0. They are shut out. The offense was nowhere to be found. The final shots were 40-27. to The Stars were horrible in that third period. They only managed six shots in that third period and were just 
really, really run out of the building by the Avalanche in that game, and they dropped to 0-2. And, and after this game, if we count the exhibition game, the Stars have lost nine in a row, which is absolutely unacceptable. And I'm not going to get into too much details about the Dallas-St. Louis game because later in the episode, actually coming up very soon in the episode, I talked to returning guest Tom Franklin from the Blue Notes podcast. I was on their live podcast on Facebook Live during the final third period and overtime and the shootout of this St. Louis-Dallas game where Dallas would tie it in the last 30 seconds of the game from Joe Pavelski 1-1 and then win it in a shootout off a Denis Gurionov goal in the shootout to give the Dallas the lead and that means the Blues have lost all three of their round robin games the Dallas Stars don't lose their 10th in a row and the first round playoff matchup have been decided for all of the Western Conference And with a win in the Dallas-St. Louis game, the Dallas Stars will be taking on the Calgary Flames in the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And to be honest, I'm really, really excited about this this matchup. I think this is going to probably be a really, really dirty and chippy. Like, there's going to be blood in this series. Matthew Kachuk is a pest. Corey Perry is the best in the business at that sort of stuff. And if they start going, they're going to give the other the green light. They're going to be going at each other. Jamie Alexiak's a big boy. They got Lucic over there. I think this is going to be a hard, heavy series. But I still think I got to give the edge to the Stars. Listen, they haven't been great they definitely didn't fill me with a lot of confidence there through the exhibition and the round robin games I said on the blue notes podcast that the stars really only played one complete game and that's the first two periods versus Vegas and the last third period and overtime versus the St. Louis Blues so they've only really played one complete game out of five and they're able to take on the Flames but I still think the edge is the stars in this one because the Flames goaltending is shaky. I think if we can get past Talbot, I don't think Redditch really has the confidence with him right now. I think he's a confidence-heavy goaltender, and if we can get a couple by them, and if we can really get them running, and I don't think they play enough structured defense that our offense will have to work too hard for it, that I think we can get some by here, and I think the Stars will be able to come away with a first-round victory, even if you know they're coming off a stretch where they haven't been playing very well. So now what I want to do is I want to take you over to this week's spotted, spotlighted podcast here at the Hockey Podcast Network. I've got the House of Hockey Podcast. It's a really great podcast uh, that talks about you know the lifestyle of hockey and that sort of stuff. But don't take my word for it. Listen to these guys, and I will talk to you guys when we get the interview going. Hey, hockey fans, I'm Breezy. And I'm Ray Ray. We host the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. We're lifelong hockey fans who talk about the game and the lifestyle. Our guests include professional hockey players. My rookie party had to wear Speedo, and then we had a checklist of stuff we had to do. Here we go, Gaber. What do you got to say? And it's kind of <laughs> like, you know better than that now, boys. I got dressed for the Bruins. I get a phone call. He's like, dude, we need you over here by the elevator. You got to get downstairs. You got to get dressed right now. I started playing the like, dun, 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 and I turned it around and it had the Olympic rings and said, we did it. NHL team hockey reporters. I actually took the Stanley Cup to this ice bar where they've got now girls around them and I've got a fur coat on. <laughs> I wonder who, who he should have checked over here. <laughs> and then <laughs> I looked down at my favorite thing. Hockey fans, 
the entire bar was lined with guys in King's jerseys. We quickly realized, oh my gosh, this is the dad's trip. And we bring unique hockey stories to light. Coming back to England, 24 rinks in the entire country. That's where the problem starts with the sport of ice hockey here. Canadian Blind Hockey Association, those few kids we interviewed, their whole week is built around Sunday at the rink. They're just hockey players. We don't agree on everything. Pineapple goes on pizza. <gasps> no, it does not. <laughs> I think it does. Well, we do agree that there are many people and places that build the House of Hockey. New episodes every Tuesday. Come on in to the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. All right, everyone, and this week's guest is our most featured guest, our favorite pal to have. You know him, you love him. We got Tom Franklin from the Blue Notes podcast here on A Clean Skate. Welcome back, buddy. Well, let me just get up from my cot in the corner here where I live, you know, it, you know, here in this podcast because I'm on it so often. Uh, hello, how's it going, guys? Yeah, you are living rent-free in the hearts and minds of the podcast. Dude, rent-free living is the best. <laughs> it is I, the best. I agree. I agree. Well, we just got done uh, live streaming and, and finished watching the game together with WAGS, uh, the St. Louis-Dallas game. And let's get right down to it. Uh, St. Louis is now 0-3 in the round robin. So I guess what's your initial thoughts on that? Um, I think the Blues treated this round robin like an exhibition instead of a – you know, game that, you know, or games that actually count per se. I, I just kind of get the feeling with this team, they didn't really care who they took on in the first round. And I think there's some validity, validity to that just with the way these playoffs have gone. I mean, it really does feel like anyone's game when two number 12 seeds win in the, in, in the uh, play-in rounds. And then also you have the 11 seeded Coyotes winning as well. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's, it really does feel like anyone's game this year. The Blues were the best in the West. They were the Western Conference regular season champions, and they're going into the playoffs as a number four seed. You know, that's just it's, – it, it's, it's, I don't really – you don't really need to go too in-depth to this Blues team to see that they just – I don't think they took it seriously. Uh, even in the Stars game, they led most of the Stars game, and then they let, a, you know, let the lead slip away like they tend to do even in regular times. Um, but they just the blues just did, don't look cohesive at this point. They don't they're they're not gelling right now for whatever reason. And they're gonna need to get their act together because, you know, Vancouver's no joke. And I wish I could say that we were taken on Calgary because that would have meant that we would have beaten the stars. Uh, and not only that, but I think the blues match up better with Calgary. But it is what it is, and um this team needs to get its act together really quick. So looking at the nitty gritty of the game, and like you mentioned, uh, the Blues were leading going the third period every game of the round robin. So you guys get off to an early lead with uh, Robert Thomas with a beautiful snipe. The yep. Stars go 0 for 6 on their uh, power play. Your guys' penalty kill looked quite well. There were some of our, some of our penalty kills, our power plays got unlucky, but uh, I'd say a lot of them you guys killed rather textbook uh quite well um yeah, yeah that that's one thing that i think is working okay for the blues i don't think their penalty kill penalty kills is any better or worse than it was 
Um, but yeah, it's, it's the, it's, there's other issues. Vince Dunn then seemed to have scored and then the call was called back on offsides and, uh, we touched on it, but what are your thoughts on it? You know, I, I, I hate the offside replay system in general. I don't disagree with the call. I think it was very clear that, uh, Schwartz was offsides on the play. In fact, you know, it was so clear that it was, a, it was like one of the quickest reviews I've ever seen. And in fact, NBC just went straight to the offending um, image of Schwartz being like a full foot ahead of the puck. Um, so in that, in that regards, it's okay. The, the issue that I have with the offside replay system is just that not all replays are like that, where it's just like, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, this is an offside. Some of these things just drag and drag and drag. And they 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 kill the momentum for for really both teams really I mean I mean both teams have to sit they have to wait they have to wonder they have to while the refs you know you know look at you know every little pixel on on a on a on a small iPad it's just it, it it's a system that I think needs to go and I think it needs to be replaced with something like we see in soccer or tennis where you know we know if it's an off like, like in soccer in soccer you know it's not just goals that they that that var picks up on they can also detect offsides you know that they use var for offsides as well why you know i i know in soccer you get more room and there 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 it's a bit of a different setup compared to a cramped hockey rink full of fans um but i i got to think there's got to be a better system than than what there is right now i got to think there is well, I'm sure there's something they can do with the blue line because if VAR is able to determine offsides based on how the defenders are positioned, which yep. are ever-changing, like they're just players on the field, right? This right. is a static blue line. Like they, there's got to be something they can do. Yeah, definitely. And I just – I I don't and – like, and as you said, I don't know if that system is uh, um, even available yet for hockey. It sounds like something that might have to be invented for hockey – but I, I hope that, you know, when, in the time it takes from when the playoffs end to the next season begins, whenever that happens, um, that, you know, the owners and, and the NHL officials take a real solid look at the offside system and come up with something better. Are you good at, you good at math, Tom? You think, uh, think you make, an, make a million dollars off that idea? I, I got into podcasting, so I didn't have to do math. Um, math I, I'll tell you the truth. When, when, I was in, when I was in high school, I was, I was an A-B student. You know, I was, you know, usually low, I was in low threes GPA. But the one class I failed was geometry. You know, I had to retake geometry one year. And that just, that, if that sums up my math abilities. Which, it's like talking to myself. I feel the exact same way. Yeah, I just yeah, I don't I don't I don't I'm not in radio right now and I'm not podcasting right now for the math. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I uh well, I guess uh, we'll we'll leave that to smarter people. Then moving on, I mean, overall though, this was kind of a boring disjointed game. Like like we were going into the dying seconds until the Stars eventually tied up with the empty net pulled. Right, but like it was shaping up to be a one nothing hockey game. And yeah. that's sort of how the whole game was played. Yeah. So, well, I mean, like, I mean, one reason I, I was glad, I mean, like we, we decided to live stream our podcast during the third period. And then the post game with you, you were part of that as well. Facebook.com slash blue notes pod. If you want to check that out, we'll also post it on our blue notes, uh, YouTube page here as well. Um, but you know, I, I was telling, I was talking to wags before the game and I was like, I'm really glad we're doing this stream. Not just because I think it's a good idea and it's a way to, you know, get fans to interact with us. 
It's also because I was about to fall asleep on my couch because the game was just so blah. You know, it was it was it, of the three Blues games uh, that have been played in the round robin, the one against the Stars just felt kind of there. It, yeah. it was it, there was there was a game being played on the ice by five players on each side and a goaltender on each side, and that's basically all you could say about the game at that point, besides the goals. Um, yeah, and then Pavelski ties it up in the last in the last thirty seconds, and then that is again. This is the third time the Blues have have lost the lead. And hey, listen, yeah. the Stars are, are are no stranger to that. They did that to the Golden Knights, as did you guys a couple nights ago. So so we're no stranger to it. So I guess I understand the feeling, but vent your feelings. Well, yeah, it's it, it even after that goal was scored in the third period. I don't know if the Blues really ramped up after that. They just they're, they're, There's something missing with this team this year. And even Craig Berube said it after the loss Thursday against Vegas, the team just lacks intensity. And even after the call-out, even after this you know, reported players-only meeting that happened over the weekend, they, they still just look kind of eh. And, 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 and I mean – you, you could make the argument that after the done goal was called back, I mean, you're going from a two nothing lead to a one nothing lead. You know, maybe that took some, you know, steam out of their sails a little bit or some wind out of their sails, if you will. Um, but still, it's just, you gotta be better than that. I mean, you're, you're the defending Stanley cup champion. You're the reigning Western conference, regular season champions. Um, and we just did not see championship hockey from the blues at all. Um, they, they just, they're just kind of there at this point and they, and they really, they, they really need to get their, just, they need a wake up call before. And I, and I thought that, you know, 0.1 second goal from Kadri was going to be that wake up call last Sunday. Um, that wasn't it. Um, getting, you know, having Vegas dunk on you for six goals. You know, I thought that might've been the wake up call. It was not, uh, is a shootout loss in the round Robin against the Dallas stars going to be that wake up call. I'm not confident in that right now. If, uh, if a shootout, if, if a like one second goal in the third period or a six, nothing or a six goal, like shelling like that, it isn't a, a one, uh, you know, a two, one shootout loss to the stars in the last game is definitely not going to be that fire starter. No, it's not. And, and, and that's concerning. That is really concerning. Um, and, and, and not only that, but it, it's, it's troubling because the blues, played the stars very well this season i think they swept the series then they they won all four Mm -hmm. games yes they did um and and yet they that yet they lose they find a way to lose to the stars they uh the blues had not allowed vegas to win in regulation against the blues in the entire history of the vegas golden knights and then they golden knights win in regulation on thursday it's just it, it this is not the team that i've watched all year and have watched in the last couple years it's just something's missing and but Bennington is good to go because I know Allen started in this one but Bennington will be your starter come game one Bennington's going to be the starter going forward I think I think uh I think Brew wanted to give him a break because he got dunked on a little bit against uh against Vegas which I don't think it was it wasn't all him I mean that was just Vegas's that was that was a team effort there and not in a good both, way both of the games he started were were pretty hard heartbreaking losses i guess yeah they were they were and and it wasn't really his fault but i think he i think you know Bruby just wanted to give him a palate cleanser if you will and then also wanted to see just make sure that jake allen's ready to go just in case because 
you know, I, we, I think we've seen, you know, just about every round robin team, you know, have to dip into their backups, you know, in the round robin series. Just, and I think part of that's just making sure that the goalies are fresh. You know, I mean, it's, it's you, you want to be sure that if, you know, Biddington suddenly gets the yips against Vancouver, that you have Jake Allen ready to go. I hope it doesn't come to that. Um, but, uh, I mean, and it's not a slide against Jake Allen this year. He's been very good. But, um, yeah, you just got to be worried about that if you're, if you're Craig Berube. Um, and then you also got to be worried about the players in front of Bennington and Allen as well, getting their act together. And so now I got to say, there were some big-name players. Like Ben, I didn't feel like was very no- noticeable for the Stars. But one of the names on the other end that I didn't notice until a little bit at the end and in overtime, and he obviously was in the shootout, was Tarasenko. Right, yeah. and that was a huge deal that he was coming back and and being able to play for you guys. And so, right, it was looked at as this, right. And I, I'm sure it, it still is to some point, but I did not notice him in this game. So, how have you felt with him so far? I I think he looks like a guy that hasn't played hockey competitively since October. You know, I don't care if you're McDavid or Gretzky or even Lemieux. Um, coming right out of the gate after a long-term injury like that, you're not going to be at 100%. And, you know, I mean, I, I think physically he's fine. I think he just needs to get into the, just like a lot of other blues, but him especially, he just needs to get back into the rhythm, so to speak. This was his second competitive hockey game since coming back. Um, third, if you count the exhibition game. And he was held out Thursday as a precaution. So, um, yeah, he, he's, he's, I think he's in, I mean, his malaise is a little different just because, um, again, he, I think, he, I think he really is just getting back into game speed and game shape. Um, but he's also kind of reflective of what's going on with this team as well. Yeah. So now looking ahead, you guys, we, we've got the, the matchups now, the stars are going to be taking on the flames in round one and come round one blues and Canucks. Um, that was, to be honest, I didn't watch any of the Canucks wild games. I know the Canucks won, um, but I, I, I know Markstrom was good. Uh, so how are you feeling about this Canucks team? Well, it, the, the Blues took on the Canucks twice in the regular season, and they split the series. Um, the Canucks ended up winning in a shootout in St. Louis, but then St. Louis won in overtime in Vancouver in a game that saw uh, you know, a 3-on-0 breakaway because of just uh, absolute calamity in the Blues zone by the Canucks. And uh, they kind of, you know, had their way with Jacob Markstrom before scoring the game winner. Um, they were very competitive games the Blues had with the Canucks. I think they uh, – it's an interesting matchup. I mean, Vancouver is – I don't think they're a real heavy team. Um, you know, and the Blues kind of play heavier a little bit. So, it'll be interesting to see how that works out. Well, it's one reason why I thought the Blues would have been a better matchup with the Flames because the Flames play a very heavy style and the Blues are always up for that. Um, so I, I'm really curious to see if the Blues can crack Jacob Markstrom. That seems to be the, the, the big one there. I mean, Markstrom is a guy that, in my opinion, should be a Vesna finalist um, because he was sensational for them this year, and he really is a big part of where they are right now. Uh, so I would say, I mean, I'm still, I still think the Blues win in six, but it, it might still take them a game to get into it, you know, just because it's, it's, I've not seen any real evidence that they're close to playing their usual brand of blues hockey that I know. And it's and it, one of the, one of the big things that's very evident in that is their power play. Um, you know, at one point in this round Robin, and I think it just, the numbers got worse. They were one in seven on their power play. 
they were 23% in the regular season. They were one of the best power plays in, in the game. You know, the Blues had brought in Mark Savard in the offseason, the former Boston Bruin, to um, work his magic on the power play, and it was working. This time around, it just it, it isn't working. I mean, we, we, I mean, you saw that Robert Thomas goal was a nice goal. Vince Dunwood had a nice goal. David Perron had a nice goal in the, uh, the Avalanche game. But those were all – they all felt very individual, you know, in that, you know, they were strong individual efforts, maybe not as much byproducts of solid team play. Uh, this was those were taking just opportunities, you know, where they can, and that's the thing that the Blues are lacking right now is that real solid team play, you know, where you know you got you you're, you got smooth passing, you got structure on offense and defense. To be fair, the Blues I felt did a lot better in their own zone than they did against uh, the Avalanche and the and the Golden Knights. Uh, they kept the shots down from Dallas for the most part, which is. That's been an issue since they've come back because they, they tend to have a lot, of, a, lot, a lot of shots. So maybe there's a little bit of hope there, um, but they still need some things to work, some things to work on. Um, I think they match up fairly well against Vancouver, and I think they'll take it in the end, but it's, it might be rough for the first couple games. And that, that was a big thing that your guys' team, and the, one of the reasons you guys won the Cup last season was that structured team play. That, right, everyone was, was so enamored with how, like, intensely structured of, of a team that was, which eventually won you that Cup. So that's sort of your guys' identity. It's not built on that, that I don't know, necessarily, like, game-breaking talent. It, it's, it's that structure that, that's going to win you the, the Stanley Cup. And so um, do you think – I mean – what does it take then for them to get back to that? How do you think they find that? More adversity. I mean, this, this was a team last year that, uh, you know, keep in mind they were, you know, last in the NHL at one point, And then, you know, they had to, they had, they had to find it amongst them just within themselves to, you know, get back on, on the right track. And um, once they did, they just caught all sorts of magic. I mean, I mean, you could take a look at them and say, well, they don't have a, you know, uh, obscure 80s song that is their anthem this year. You know, like last year was Gloria from Laura, Bran- Laura Brannigan. This year they don't really have that kind of magic behind them. I mean, that's, that's, that's all for the sports talk shows and, you know, other armchair quarterbacks to talk about. But on the ice, it's just they have, they have to sort out their own mess. You know, this is, the, this is their mess that they've gotten into. They need to clean it up. And this is a veteran team. This is a team that has been there before. And I think they will, but it's just for whatever reason, it's just taking them some extra time this year. I don't know if Tarasenko coming back is part of it because I mean, Tarasenko has been out of the lineup for so long. It's like, he's a brand new player that they acquired at the deadline kind of. So it's, it's, I don't know. There, there, there's a lot of questions that I don't have the answers to right now that the blues are going to have to find themselves. Well, my last question then for you, Tom is what is your Stanley cup final looking like? Who's in it? Well, you know, I be before the, this whole tournament started, you know, you know me, I'm ride or die St. Louis Blues. You know, I I had Blues Flyers in the finals, honestly, and I still like the Flyers in the finals. I mean, they God, they look really good in the round. I run. agree, I agree. Look strong. Uh, they got that something special about them this year. I think um, it, it's either gonna be them or Tampa. I think Tampa's got a chip on their shoulder this year, but I think the Flyers have got that special something this year. Um, and then on the, on the Western side of the, uh, of the bill, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to say the blues anymore just because I just, I'm not confident in them, um, you know, going forward. Um, the one team that I think really shined the most for me 
in this whole, you know, round robin slash play in was Vegas. Vegas looked strong in, in, in all three games that they played in. They, 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 they can win in a shootout. They can win in a grind. They play a very heavy style. I mean, when you have Ryan Reeves on the team, you're always going to have that, you know, little heaviness to your game. Um, but there's so many ways Vegas can beat you. There's so many ways Vegas can stop you because I thought Robin Leonard looked really good in the uh, round robin. Uh, Fleury looked kind of dicey, and I wonder if they go with Leonard going forward because he, uh, he looked pretty strong against uh, Colorado. So uh, I, at this point, I would say Vegas versus Philly for the uh, Stanley Cup final, and I would give at this point the advantage to Vegas. Well, me, me and you are in exact agreement with, with those picks. And, uh, so I know I like you. I, I, yeah, great minds, great minds <laughs> think alike. So, so that's awesome. Well, it has been a pleasure to have you on the show uh, back. Yep. I, I wish you best of luck in the playoffs in the first round season. And, hey, playoff hockey in August. Who would have thought, yeah. right? Yeah, let's do it. I mean, temperatures, you know, in the high 90s to 100 degrees. I mean, this is hockey weather, guys. Of this, is the new, this is a new normal in our new COVID world we live in. It's, it's, it's something. Hey, I haven't, I, you know what? I can't say I haven't been enjoying the, you know, the 12-hour hockey binges that have been. Like, it, it's bad for my health, but it's been so fun. It, you, you can't binge a sport like hockey like you do with baseball. You know, baseball, yeah. you can have a 12-hour baseball binge, but you're probably napping through about nine hours of it, honestly. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I mean, I mean, it just it it's it, it it's the greatest game in the world, and and I'm glad we have it in any way, shape, or form. I 100 percent agree. So Tom, we know where to find you, but for the new people at home, where can we find you? Well, we are on uh, Facebook and Twitter at Blue Notes Pod. Just put those numbers uh, that those digits in, and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter there. We also have a YouTube page. Just uh, search for Blue Notes, and uh, we should should hopefully pull up on there. And um, we are also available wherever you get your podcasts from Apple, uh, Google, Spotify, wherever you're listening to a clean skate podcast. Now you can listen to blue notes as well. And uh, uh, we'd love to have you aboard. Well, we, uh, we, we love you here and we uh, will hopefully hook up maybe once again in the playoffs, maybe a little bit deeper, a little I rematch. Think, I think, I think at this point that would be the Western conference final. Yeah, I think so. So, I mean, hey, if that's the outcome, that's a pretty good playoff for me at least. Yeah, let the, let the PTSD for me over Ben Bishop fire up again. All right, buddy. You have a good one, and we'll, uh, we'll see you in the, in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, let's, let, let's hope so. Knock on wood, right? We got, we, we, got, we got to do this one more time. And there you have it, folks. There is a bit of an in-depth breakdown of the Dallas-St. Louis game. That's a big win for the boys and really helps solidify uh, a little bit more confidence in the team that I didn't really think I have. Now that we have these first-round matchups, we've got the Vegas Golden Knights taking on the 12th-seeded Chicago Blackhawks, the Colorado Avalanche taking on the Arizona Coyotes, the Dallas Stars taking on the Calgary Flames, and the St. Louis Blues taking on the Vancouver Canucks. Then over on the east, we have the Philadelphia Flyers, who look really freaking good, taking on the Montreal Canadiens, the Washington Capitals taking on the New York Islanders, the Tampa Bay Lightning taking on the winner of the Toronto Columbus series, which when this comes out, we will know, but at the time I'm recording this, the game is just starting, and Toronto is already behind in the game. 
and then Boston, the first seed in the East, also lost all three of their games, just like St. Louis is going to be taking on the Carolina Hurricanes in that first round. So looking at this, I think Vegas is the clear favorite. Listen, I put down some money on uh, just with some coworkers that Philadelphia and Vegas are going to be in the finals. That's going to be the Stanley Cup final matchup there. I don't know who wins that. I think I'll have to wait to decide to see if that even happens to predict a winner, but I think that's who the final will be between is Vegas and Philly. They both look really, really good coming out of these tournaments. So I think in the West, Vegas is the team to beat. I think they very easily beat Chicago. I think, to be fair, I think this is the only series that has the potential for sweeping. Colorado is taking on Arizona. I think Colorado will come away with this one, but I think Arizona will put up a bit of a fighting chance. I think D- Dallas is always going to win, beat Calgary, and I think St. Louis is going to beat Vancouver. I think all of the top four teams will advance, but you know there is some potential for upsets here. Um, I think Arizona will give Colorado uh, a run for their money. I think Vancouver will, and I think Dallas and Calgary will be a real tight series as well. Then over on the east between Philly and Montreal, I think Philly takes this pretty easy, but you never know with Carey Price. Washington versus the Islanders, I think Washington will do it, but it'll be interesting to see how Barry Trotz takes on his former team, and Barry Trotz has done quite well versus the Capitals this season in the regular season. Boston, Carolina. Boston, the same with St. Louis, did not look very good in the round robin. Carolina looked really good. So I think there's potential for upset with Carolina there. And I think Tampa, you know, could beat Toronto or Columbus. I think Tampa beats Toronto in the first round. In the first round, but if Tampa takes on Columbus, that'll be an interesting one to see if they, you know, could potentially meet up there. And that is going to do it for this episode. Uh, I look forward to talking about the Stanley Cup playoffs next episode. I can already tell you a little sneak peek. We will have Brad Baroud from the Flames Unfiltered podcast on to talk about and break down the upcoming matchup between the Stars and the Flames in the first round matchup. I hope you guys enjoyed. Be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get this podcast. And be sure to follow everyone else at the Hockey Podcast Network and follow this podcast on Twitter at CleanscapePod so you can follow along with me during the games and whatnot. And I will talk to you, Cowpokes, in the Stanley Cup playoffs. (laughs) 